Welcome to today's episode of Locked On Avalanche. And on today's episode, we figured now would be a good time. And we'll do this, I'm sure, at different times during the offseason. But it's not the offseason for the Avalanche right now. So we figured, since we do have some time between now and Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final, why not go back and see what got us here to this point right now. Heavily thinking and talking about some things that transpired over the course of this recent season to get the Colorado Avalanche through the playoffs, through the second round, and into the Stanley Cup Finals. So we are going to do that today. It's just Kyle and I today. We don't have our friends that were here. I know a lot of people maybe want to. Yeah, where, where'd they go? I have no Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. It is me. I I don't know if I sound different. For people that are listening on uh, radio, I'm I'm like, I'm not completely under the weather yet, but I'm like getting there. (laughs) He's got one foot in the weather. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's just, we, we, we've been wearing masks for two years. Now that we don't have to wear them as much, like all this stuff is just like killing everybody. So Remember allergies? Yeah, remember those funny things? So uh, I don't know. I'm hitting the mute button a lot tonight. So uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, but thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. And you can follow the show on social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show over on our YouTube channel. Just hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right. So, uh, yeah, we figured why not go through this season that was because it was eventful. This was the first 82-game season we've had in a long time yeah. uh, and, and it feels like it. Like I'm not used to this. <laughs> I have to get back into 82 <laughs> game uh, season shape. Yeah. Um, no, nothing fires you up like a Thursday night game, game like 60 when you're playing in Winnipeg and you're just like, uh. or you're playing <laughs> in California, 1030. Oh. Time on the East Coast. Yeah. West <laughs> coast swing. Fun. Yeah. Um, and I think I'll, I'll mention it. And I say for the last time, but it definitely won't be the last time. And like I said, we want to focus mainly on this season. But I think we have to at least mention the Matt Duchesne trade once again. Like, where where would this team be without that deal? I think they'd still be on the incline when you have guys like Kale McCarr and yeah. uh, Miko Rantanen and Lane. Like, you had your core. I think they'd still be on the rise. But, man, did that deal turn the tide seems like overnight now, but uh, yeah. from, from one season to the next, it literally set them up a lot quicker, and they didn't have a rebuild. No. And I, I, like, it can't be understated what that deal did for this franchise. Yeah, honestly, I think the difference in that one Matt Duchesne deal, and yes, I said his name out loud, um, <laughs> the Avalanche equivalent of Beetlejuice, but no, like, the ascension of this team after – just that abysmal season is all about the the inner workings of that deal and the difference in the avalanche now 
and being what the Dallas Stars are when they have like their two guys that have been there forever. It's kind of like what the Kings went through before the Kings we have now. I think with like the additions of like Kale McCarr and Bo Byram, it would have been that one line for the Avalanche forever. Hmm. Yeah. And it would it would have been hard to without the like getting Kale in his early years and that ELC and then Bo Byram the same way. Like you would not be seeing the success you have now. You might get that fluke like Dallas was in the finals. Like you might have that weird appearance, but you would never believe in this team like you do now. And you said, you know, you know, obviously the team has changed a, a lot. You get, you get every every year you get movement from mm-hmm. players, free agents leaving and coming and going. And for this year, you knew that the roster, how the roster started, uh, was was probably not going to be how it ended because you're, <laughs> you know, you're already talking about at the beginning of the season when when you're you're expected to do with the Avalanche, go as far as the Avalanche were expected to go. They were the favorites to go into the season. Yeah, people were already talking about the trade deadline at the beginning of the, of the year. Like, <laughs> what is the diff- Like, what is this team going to do at the trade deadline? And obviously, you know, they 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 did. They made moves. Clearly, we talked about those many times. Mm-hmm. But go through the roster at the very beginning of the season, game one. List them off, and and we'll see just over the course of this year how much it changed. Go ahead. Um, if everybody remembers game one, there was no Nathan McKinnon. Right, he was out with COVID. But you had Gabriel Landeskog, Burkowski, you had Mika Rantanen, Nas, Sampo Ranta, Sam Gerard, Darren Helm, JT Comfer, Ryan Murray, Logan O'Connor, Alex Newhook, Tyson Jost, Larry Nachushkin, Jason Megna. Wow. <laughs> Kale McCarr, Eric Johnson, Bowen Byram, and the man who scored the first goal of the year, everyone's favorite, Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. That was a beautiful goal to start the season i mean that set everything up um but yeah i mean that that's the names that stick out sample ranta you know <laughs> I, I think a lot was expected i shouldn't well i say a lot was expected of him and not in the vein of like you're expecting him to you know set the league on fire mm-hmm. from from an avalanche franchise standpoint uh they were expecting him to to step in take a bottom six role and most likely hang on to it and he didn't he didn't. I mean, it, it's and I think that's okay. He's still young. He's still developing, and I think that was a big ask to have him be where he was at the start of the season. And a name that you didn't list, Alex Newhook, and that was well documented. How they sent him down. Look at that. Like, look at that dynamic. What they thought of Sample Ranta to start the season, and what they thought of Alex Newhook to start the season. Yeah, and how quickly they changed their game, and like Byram on the brink of not playing hockey again and new hook had all the tools in the world and being told go work on it and then come back. Mm-hmm. It's um, yeah. to see them grow with this team and where they are now, especially in the playoffs and their contributions. It's night and day. It's huge. And that's just, that's the course of, of a season. And I think a lot of times like in the media and, and fans, they, they they get obviously you get excited when a new season starts, and with how the Avalanche season started, it wasn't it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't no. great. Like they didn't get out to like this eight one and one start or anything. They started out no. the first ten games four five and one. Yeah, 
they lost as many games in their first week. They've lost more games in their first week than we have all playoff long. Yeah. <laughs> By three games. You know what I mean? But it just it takes time to get into the flow of a season. Yeah. And I think I, I wonder how much football is to blame for this. You know what I mean? Because for for any other sport. For basketball and hockey, they play the same amount of games with 82. For baseball, it's 162 games. It just goes on forever. Football is now 17, a 17 game season. And it's every 18, single, 18 now. Or, they added well, it's 18 game. weeks. It's 18 yeah. weeks, but they still have a bye week. So you play 17 yeah. games. Every single game clearly has so much more value than yeah. than you know game 23 for an NBA or or baseball or hockey. So, I mean, with the Avalanche starting like four or five and one, I mean, people were panicking. Yeah. If you remember, like people were, were I mean, we joke all the time about the fire bed in our chance. Those were loud and clear. Yeah. That's if where it comes team, from. Right. I mean, if a football team started four five and one, that's, you know, you're pretty much done. <laughs> that's yeah. more than half your season. Yeah. You might not be able to come back from that. Four or five and one for a hockey season is, is, is zero time to panic, but. I kind of blame football for that. Yeah. And what did what did the Avalanche and Joe Sackick do? Extend Jared Bednar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people were mad, man. Like, I re- <laughs> I remember it vividly. And yep. and I, I you and I love him. And I think the oh, vast yeah. majority of of Avalanche fans love Jared Bednar. So I was happy with it. I like coaches who have tenure. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't if, – if a coach has lost the locker room, then all right. Then then it's time to go. It's time for a new voice. Yeah. I've never felt that way with Jared Bednar. I don't think he's – he's. I never felt that he lost the locker room. I feel like he's a great teacher. I feel like you know the players respond to him. And I like those coaches that hang around for a very long time, like the Denver Broncos got with Mike Shanahan. Yeah. I don't like this revolving door of coaches. I've never liked that. I don't mind revolving door of players because that's kind of like the way it is with free agency. That's going to happen. But I kind of just like I don't like and you're seeing all these openings right now for for coaching coaches Mm -hmm. and everybody's throwing like Tortorella out there. I like I like John Tortorella on on ESPN and I I, I like listening to him. I just feel like he's that coach that just bounces around everywhere because he wears out his welcome. And I don't like that stuff. We compare this team to you know the 96 team the 01 team you know 96 and 01 both had two different head coaches just a short span That's of right. time yeah like nobody ever looks back fondly on those coaches there are a lot of avalanche fans that look fondly on jared bednar and what he's been able to do with this team the team that he was given on his first day on the job and what he has now in the stanley cup yeah so that that speaks volumes and i wonder how much of it is joe sackick this reflecting on him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we we always talk about the moves that he makes, the signings that he brings in, the restrict the or not restrict the the free agents that he brings in. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't want to be known as the guy that can can do that. Yeah. Have these great signings, extend players on one end, make great trades, and on the other end, can't keep a coach. Yeah. So I, I think he wants his legacy to be all of that. I think he wants Jared Bednar to be around for a very long time because Jared Bednar now has the most wins, which is something that he achieved um, in in Avalanche history for a coach. And I think Joe Sackick is as proud of that as Jared yeah. Bednar is. So and this and, is going to go on for a while, and everybody's going to look back and look at both of them and say like that was a good tandem. 
And the general manager and the coach have to work hand in hand. It, it's one thing to sign your guys on the cheap, a little bit less, as longer than you anticipated, and then have a different voice always in the locker room. Like it doesn't make any difference if you're signing a guy for four years and then two years into it, you get a different voice in the locker room saying, Hey, I need you to shoot less and pass more. Yeah. And Sackick's like, not, not what I'm paying him for. It like the way Bednar and Sackick work together and cultivate and grow these players it's it's one of the most underappreciated things with this avalanche team yeah you need stability Mm -hmm. players need stability and you see it in in the nfl a lot where you know a a quarterback is getting a new offensive coordinator every year for five like no if the guy can do the job and you trust that he can do the job you need patience and that's you know incredibly lacking in sports these days and i get that because people want to win now they don't have patience yeah. And and you know the the Avalanche were somewhat patient with Bednar because they threw that first season away and were like don't even worry about that. And yeah. you've seen what he can do given time of pretty much a whole season to you know get his players, get his system and Joe Sakic trust that system. He's like, "Okay, I like your system. Now I'm going to get the players that can play in that system and we'll be fine." And look what's happening. Yeah, they haven't won any Stanley Cup yet, but they've had success. They've made the playoffs yeah. every single year after that. They've only so, lost twice this playoff, so it's great. That's not too it's bad. Great. No, everything's looking good. All right. Uh, obviously, a lot more to get to. We're going to talk about their January. We'll talk maybe like some uh, specific games, which I know Kyle wants to get to. Um, specific players. So much. I mean, this season was great. It's a great season to talk about, and it's not done yet. Uh, but first. We got Athletic Greens, and we talk about Athletic Greens for a while now. It's something Kyle and I have been using for a few months now. And it is a one daily scoop into your morning water, and you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. The special of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, Basically, this is the first 82-game season you've played in a few years. You're going to need some Athletic Athletic Greens. greens. There you go. Uh, Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover, which cost him over $100 a day. So he created Athletic Greens, and it costs you less than $3 a day. And you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew coffee or maybe monster energy drink habit, which I don't like those things. Do you like those? I'm not. Uh, I'm a a caffeine guy, so yeah. Well, I'm a caffeine guy, but I'm not getting it from that. I can't. No. Coffee all day, every day is pretty much where it's, it's my downfall, but. It's athletic greens to start my day. And then after yeah. that, make it up Coffee. as I go along. <laughs> uh, to make it easy, athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Once again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, here we go. Um, so what do we got? We can do, I mean, pretty much any, anywhere we want to go. I know you wanted to get into games if you want to do some specific games. Uh, kind there's, of relevant games, too, if you want to do that. I do. Um, for all those driving, I'm going to I'll paint this picture the best I can. Let's go to October 23rd. 
um, insert your Back to the Future transition music here. Um, miles an hour. With a team of Jason Magna, Mikel Maltseff, you guys remember that? That was fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that was Sampo Ranta was also on this team. Um, your Colorado Avalanche beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in a shootout. That's a great That's game. A, on Vasilevsky. Mm. No Lekkinen. No. Uh, no. No playoff JT Comfer. <laughs> this is not, this is again October 23rd. This is right before Nas became Nas this year. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, the thing with the that that second Maple Leafs game is the first one was horrible for the. Mm-hmm. That was in Toronto, mm-hmm. and and that was one team just really already clicking uh, yeah. before the Avalanche really were. You were getting good, good um, outcomes, and 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 then the Avalanche would follow it up with a not so good performance. They were going back and forth. They were still finding their footing. Maple Leafs were cruising, and and man, that that was, I think the the Bruins game was the worst game of the year for the Avs. <clears throat> I yeah. think that first Toronto game was probably the second one. So you looked forward to when they were playing them again, which wasn't that far. When what, what was the date of it? December. That was October twenty third for the, was the the first Tampa game. Tampa, Tampa. And I, okay, so okay, I thought you said Toronto. Oh no, no. This, this would be the Bolts. The Bolts with. Oh, you said and you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but also to pre- like all of that to put that in your mind. Yeah. Where we're going here. This is October 23rd. This is before a certain date that we that, referenced in the first segment. Okay. Um, well, that without, quick, that was the the first Tampa game was yeah we we're talking about yesterday. It was the end of the first road trip, and they mm-hmm. lost the first two games on the road trip, and they needed that one to salvage it, and then they got the overtime. You're right. Okay. I, was, I don't know why I was thinking Toronto, but anyway, go ahead. But that <clears throat> you got, you beat the Lightning without the team you have now. Lekkonen was still a Canadian. No Sturm, no Manson, no Abe Kubel. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Fast forward just a little bit to uh, December 8th. Okay. Your Colorado Avalanche traveled to the Mecca, Madison Square Garden, and destroy the New York Rangers seven to three. You remember oh. the the really uh, quick goal from LSC? Uh, <clears throat> which one was that? Where he? Oh, how far? Let me get your exact time apart. Um, it was literally like 20 seconds apart. LOC okay. scored a goal, and then 20 seconds later, he scores another. Oh, when he got the – yes. Yeah, man. I forgot all about that. Wow. And yeah. it put LOC on the map. We did a crossover with Locked On Rangers, and he was asking, what's this Logan O'Connor guy? Put him <laughs> on the map. This of uh, uh, Nosha Sturkin in net, but right. this is still the Rangers. And this is December 8th. Again, before a certain date, right? You could fa- keep fast forwarding. Like we go December fourteenth, play the Rangers again. Mm-hmm. You beat the Rangers again, four mm-hmm. to two. And like, I'm not talking like the Avalanche that we know now. It w- this was not this team. Uh, you know who was also playing in the second Ranger game? Montreal Canadian legend Justin Barron. 
Like he was part of the. There we go. He was. Yeah, Justin Barron was in the second New York Rangers game. Montreal Canadian legend Justin Barron. (laughs) Wow. See, I I remember that. I I do remember now. Like when you say that, yeah, I remember him being a part of that game, and it was a big deal. But it's it's not something that sticks out of my head. But go ahead. And guess what? Maltsev is still playing. This is two months into the season. And remember, we 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 kept hoping for Maltsev to do something. And we didn't get it. Right. That team still beat the Rangers. Again, without Shesterkin, but the Avalanche beat the Rangers. Right. So, <clears throat> go, your, go ahead. You got your more? Fi- your, the final date I want to talk about, February 10th, the Avalanche played Tampa Bay one more time. Mm-hmm. And they take care of business. Okay. Three to two on Vasilevsky. This is still, you still have Jost. Sam Gerard's still playing. Yep. They beat them three to two on Vasilevsky. Okay. And if you ask Igor Shesterkin, who's the best goalie in the league, he'll tell you it's Vasilevsky. Yeah. And he's not really wrong. I mean, this year, Shesterkin is probably the best goalie in the league, but overall, it's, it's Vasilevsky. And all four of these dates are against the teams that are still playing right now. And this is still before the trade deadline, before the team got its final form. So before all those guys that you, you mentioned in the, the beginning, <clears throat> the opening night roster, that was more or less maybe, you know, you mentioned different players here and there along the way, but all before the, you know, the trades that were made, um, and you know, Alex Newhook getting his footing and Bo Byram coming back from, you know, being, being, I don't, I don't know if he's a hundred percent. I mean, <laughs> I don't know McKinnon if going back to scoring goals, Nazem right. Kadri scoring goals on the regular. Right. So, and, and you beat them, you beat them with that, with that team. And don't tell me that the avalanche aren't a better team now than they were back in October, November, December. You can't, you can't say that. It's, so, just wanted to bring those little so, dates up and just so, kind of put all of that in perspective. Yeah, going into what we're going into now, like we we got Helm and Manson like propelling us in late game winners. We have JT scoring two goals in a playoff. Like mm-hmm. this team is getting production from everywhere. You got Darcy Kemper getting his footing, and now you have Frankie. Mm-hmm. Having a little coming out party, even though his last game wasn't the wasn't the prettiest in the world, you have two on fire goalies. I think it's um, <clears throat> uh, just everything coming together for the you know what I mean. The, the, and how we're talking all about this stuff right now, like before the trade deadline, how the season started, you know the the roster at the beginning, and then what you're seeing now is a, a an 82 game season. Yep, <clears throat> that's why you don't panic in October. You have to let these things play out. You get you get your your final form of your team, and and look what look what's happening. We're we're in a Stanley Cup final. Um, individual players. We're going to talk about those next, but first we're going to hear from Built Bar and uh, the new caramel brownie. Now we'll get to the caramel brownie actually in a second. But Kyle's got his Built Bar granola bars. Bam. 
They are which so one good. Because I haven't had them yet, and I'm a little mad about that. But which one is is the best one? There's like three three flavors, I think. Yes, the chocolate coconut is the one that's really hitting me. Really? I mean, they have like a, a peanut butter one as well. Right. That's one. I got to get my hands on that one. They are so good. Like I, and like the thing how you are with marshmallow. Yeah. I am with granola. And when okay. they rolled out with granola, I was like, I'm going to give these a shot because yep. you, you enjoyed the birthday cake one for what it was. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Let me see if it works the other way. And I'm a fan of these. These are getting ordered okay. again. It's tickled the fancy. Mm-hmm. Is what you're telling me. Okay. But you can also get the new caramel brownie. And who doesn't like brownies? I mean, I do. You've you got to love brownies, right? It's funny <laughs> because I don't really like eggs. Like, I can't, I don't eat like eggs like plain. Yeah. And, and, and everybody, everybody looks at me like, well, you just did when I tell them I don't like eggs. But they're like, you don't like eggs and anything? I'm like, well, I like eggs and brownies. <laughs> you have to make, <laughs> yeah, true. Have to make brownies with eggs. So uh, true. that's really like the only part I like brownies. Uh, but you are in luck with the Caramel Brownie Built Bar. They are available right now at Built.com and Act Fast because they are destined to be a fan favorite. And because they are a limited flavor, could sell out at any point. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, you can go to Built.com right now and put in the promo code. You know what it is, LOCKED15, to get 15% off of your order once again, locked one five for fifteen percent off at built.com. So when you have a, a team that's you know you know very good, top of the standings, you're gonna have individual players that are the reason for that. And we know going in, the Avs are are stocked with a bunch of talent, and that's not gonna change. Um for the next few seasons with specific players, there's a ton of unrestricteds. That's an off-season discussion. But for right now, um, you know, the players that you expected to have seasons did. Oh, yeah. And, and and maybe the one guy that you didn't expect to have the season he had is Nazem Kadri. Yeah. You expect him to have a good year. I mean, he's your, he's your second line center. You got, you know, he, he's a productive guy, but he went off this year. He did. And, and, and I kind of want to say, like, we should have, sh- yeah, we should have saw this coming because he's in a in a contract year, and and players really step up their game when you know they're looking for um, a contract. And they're gonna be a, a free agent. But even if I had said that, even if I had said oh, I'm expecting Naz to have a, a great year, I don't even think I would have expected this. What he had, you know, and I think I think it stands out because not only was his like offensive production through the roof, like his. When you think of Nazem Kadri, all of the, like the the penalties and the extracurriculars kind of disappeared. So you had like a separation. It wasn't just him overperforming; it was a complete overhaul of his game. And he relied on his hockey IQ more than his fists. And wow, what a difference! I think it really hit him how yeah. how valuable he is to this team uh, when he was suspended in the playoffs. I think he, you know, he took that hard and I think he, you know, everybody on the abs felt like they, they underachieved and didn't perform up to the standards. And I think he felt this team didn't progress to, and get beyond the second round solely because of me. I think he put so much on his own shoulders for that. 
and and he was he was trying to change his his attitude and 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 have people view him differently before that hit in the playoffs even happened. Yeah. Um, but it it did, and he had to deal with it, and it didn't change him to say like, well, I guess you know I tried, <laughs> I, yeah. I tried. And, oh, well. and I can't. <laughs> I guess I'll just go back to to what everybody thinks about me. If they think that about me, I might as well just do it anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he didn't. He's like, no, I'm 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 trying to change the the look of me, and he just went into the next season, and I think it it it's also because he had the backing of the Avalanche. Yep. You know what I mean? There was no, we were we were doing some some episodes of of with the um, the Kraken draft and who mm-hmm. the Avalanche might protect, and I think we both assumed that they were going to protect Nazem Kadri, but we were throwing it out there. Yeah, maybe maybe don't protect. Like, can can he not avoid this stuff? If if he can't avoid this stuff and and he's going to do it again and hurt you again, maybe leave him unprotected. But the yeah. Avalanche were like, no, we are 100% behind this guy, and he has rewarded them for it. And then it sucks oh. he gets hurt, but what are you going to do? Uh, don't count him out yet. Don't count no, out I yet. think he's coming back. I yeah, do. I, I have a feeling. <laughs> it's going to come back like the ultimate warrior. A light will shine down the tunnel. He's just Yeah. Gonna... And you want to know something? And, and this will never happen for, with the way information is passed around. I, I wouldn't want to know. I would just I want to either. see him come right out, Willis Reed style. Um, that'd like be second incredible. intermission, just let him come out in the second intermission. Like, don't even let him start. Just like second intermission, here he comes. <laughs> that'd be tough to get through that first period, though. They're like, why, why do they not have a forward? What the heck are they doing here? Um, We've done yeah. it before. Remember the Nashville game? Yeah. But, and, and you know, you, you, yeah. Um, <laughs> And and he makes the All Star game. So and mm-hmm. that was fan voted in. So you know, there's enough fans out there that are are accepting of. I want to say the new Nas, but um, you know, if you if you've been watching him, you know that he's been working towards this for a while. Mm-hmm. So I think the fans are forgiving too if they're willing to vote him into an All Star game. So yep. that was well deserved. Um, our our two rookies, you know, Alex Newhook. Bowen Byram, we talked about Newhook in the beginning and how it didn't start off the best for him going, you know, getting kind of like a demotion in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Bo Byram struggling with health issues that we were, again, asking him to take the rest of the year off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Contemplate retirement. <laughs> exactly. It <laughs> was I, – I was just – when you brought up Bowen Byram, I, uh, sitting here thinking, I remember – being so scared to watch him get hit and now yeah, i'm excited still, to watch him hit I, I still get i still cringe a little bit man i'm just because the next one could be the one so i'm just still yeah. I, I get it. he's he's working through him yeah uh but it's it's still just a scary thing for me but you look at how the you know the, they've been through some rough stuff this year for different reasons and now again this is why you play full 82 game season look what they're doing now Bo Byram is one of the best defenders on the team. <clears throat> He's never going to be the best because of who we have. Um, but he, you know, we, we, we talk about him all. Po- He's having quietly a spectacular postseason. Spectacular. And, and you have him, and now you have Alex Newhook, who didn't start the postseason, but you kind of knew at some point he was going to get thrown in, whether it be injuries or matchups. And, and now he is, the both of them, have had a a 
interesting season, but it's ending with them being a big part of the team this year. And we know they're going to be huge parts of the team for years to come. Like, and you get to see like both sides of the new hook game now where he doesn't like have to score all the time. Like he's setting up some beautiful passes. A lot of them aren't like being tallied, but like the way he's setting things up, you could see that his mind's working. He he's already well ahead of the play. And you love to see that from new hook. And like you mentioned, like Bo is never going to be the best um, defender on the team because I mean, it's got to be rough playing with Josh Manson, but um, Bo Byram, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, but Bo, him coming back, he, it's not been a liability. And that's something we talk about all the time is if you're not being a liability and you're in there, you're contributing, you're doing great. And he's doing more than contributing. He's assisting. He's setting up. He's quarterbacking the blue line. He's doing a great job. And to see both of them not just come back, but excel, that's what you want to see out of both of them. And sticking with the defense stuff quickly, um, you know, Curtis McDermott came, came over and, you know, he hasn't played in the postseason, but they signed him. They signed yep. him to an extension. I think it was a two-year deal or something like that, like a million dollars per. Like he's he's nice to have in your back pocket for obvious reasons. Yep. But for his his play, like he improved as the season went on. Yep. And and a lot of Avalanche fans, myself included, were hard on this guy because he just doesn't fit their style. Yeah, they needed to get a little bit more physical. He takes it to another level, yeah. but I think there's a comfortability level with the other players on on the ice when he's out there. Like, okay, if anybody messes with us, we, you know, we he's got our back. And that's not to say other Avalanche players don't, but he that's what he's built for. That's what he's bred for. But his improvement over the season was noticeable. It was yeah. very noticeable. He couldn't he couldn't handle a puck to save his life at the beginning of the season, and to end it, he's juking guys out, and he had, he built confidence as the season went on. You've mentioned it a couple times already in this episode that this is our first time dealing with an 82-game season, and I think no one on the team has benefited more from an 82-game season than Curtis McDermott. Hmm. Going from just like a mule that everybody was complaining about being out there and taking up space and like, why are we giving this guy minutes? He can't do anything. So quickly becoming a fan favorite. Anytime something goes wrong, everybody's calling for McDermott. People are shaving their face and... uh, trying to replicate the Curtis McDermott mustache. And anytime somebody hurts a member of the avalanche, we need McDermott like to go from why is he here to why is he not here? Mm. That's, that, uh, that's a good point. That's pretty crazy. Everybody just want like get rid of him now to, you know, the, the St. Louis series where it's like, ah, put him in. Yeah. <laughs> pretty crazy. Um, Obviously, our big guns, you know, and, and we'll stick with defense real quick. But, you know, what can be said that hasn't been about Kale McCarr and Devon Taves? If you want to say things that haven't been said about Kale McCarr and Taves, it's bad. Like, nobody said they're bad. They've been incredible all year. Kale McCarr is continuing to change the game. Yeah. And and Taves is just like you know they're they're Batman and Robin those two yeah you know Taves doesn't get he gets a lot of credit but he doesn't get as much as he should because of Kale McCarr yeah and, you know what I mean like he he's it's just 
insane. And we always talk about, we started the show talking about Matt Duchesne. That Taves deal is, is right behind it. It wasn't as big in terms of what they got in, in, in uh, you know, the, the amount of players that they got. They got Taves. But, and, and what they gave out <clears throat> was two picks. If Dangle did a, tr- a trade tree for that, it's pretty short. But <laughs> it's just as, you know, uh, franchise changing yeah. as that Duchesne deal. It, it's crazy. And then you have, you know, uh, Miko Rantanen. Gabe Landeskog, who we got to bring that up, man, because yeah, the free you know he he was a free agent, and there were a lot of people thinking that he was gone, mm-hmm. and uh, they, I think he flirted with the Kraken. I don't know if that was just a strategic move, maybe was, but uh, eventually he came back, had his best season by far as an yep. Avalanche, and so you got him, Miko, and Nate doing their thing, and I I, I love. In a way, how Nathan McKinnon is still one of the best players in the league, mm-hmm. but he he doesn't have to be on this team. Yeah, he doesn't. He wants to be, and he will put this team on his back every single game. But it the 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 narrative for him in in like the media and for guys like us is, yeah, he's still one of the best in the league. But for this team, there's so many guys that can just step up. He doesn't have the weight that he has to be that guy every single night. And I think he's better for that. His numbers yeah. might not be, you know, pushing Connor McDavid numbers, but I think he's a better player because he has all this talent around him and it frees him up to do some things that he wouldn't be able to do if he didn't have guys like Landeskog and Kadri and uh, Miko around him. And I honestly think that is the difference in where the Avs were last year at this time and where the Avs are this year looking into where we're about to go in the Stanley Cup final. That if Nathan McKinnon has to do everything, he's using all of the gas in the tank. He's got gas in the tank and then some for the Stanley Cup final when we mm-hmm. ran out in the Vegas series last year. I'm excited to see what he does mm-hmm. in this final. Everybody's talking. Cal uh, McCarr. For the Consmite. And and you know, if it ended today, he probably would have it. Yep. Um, and it, you know, I expect him to have a great Stanley Cup final, obviously. But I think Nathan McKinnon, those comments from last year, he probably has tattooed on somewhere on yeah. his body of we haven't won, you know what. Uh, because that is motivating him right now. And I think this is his moment. And you know, he had a great third round, that back and forth with uh, McDavid, but I think he is ready. He, like this rest for him, he is going to come out absolutely flying. He yeah. wants this more than anything. So, I'm ready. Um, I mean, there's there's so much to get to for this season, and obviously we'll get to some stuff during the off season. But we kind of wanted to just kind of reminisce a little bit right now because the the position the Avs are in is is because of so many things that happened over the course of the season, and we didn't even talk really about the January that they had. No, you know what I mean, it was just. They couldn't be beat. They couldn't be set. That was when it turned. That's when this season turned for them. So um, I'm sure people have specific memories, specific games. I I was talking about the Toronto one earlier when uh, I thought you were talking about the Toronto one, but that game was fantastic. The the Panthers game was fantastic. Like There's a lot of things that happened throughout the year. So uh, YouTube people go at it. Want to know kind of what individual players, games, whatever. What was your thought process as the year was going on? So um, 
that's going to wrap it up for today. And uh, we will be back tomorrow with a fresh episode. Uh, but until then, we appreciate you making this episode your first listen of the day. Go check out Locked On NHL. No hockey today. It's just weird. You know what I mean? I like, like it. No, no. We got to get to tomorrow to watch a, a Ranger Lightning game. So, uh, but go check out Locked On NHL as your second listen of the day. Get caught up on everything else going around the league. Coaches getting fired like every other day. It seems like right now. Not uh, here. No, no. We are we are set with that. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, we'll see everyone tomorrow. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. And we will see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go.